we we don't have crumbly. Anyone got an idea for an introduction? Um, no. Can you hear music? I'm going to sing, he's going to sing, I'm going to sing, he's going to sing, I'm going to sing the podcast. Keith. I'm going to sing, Keith. he's Keith. going to sing, Keith. he's Stop going to Keith. sing. Don't he's worry, going to I've sing. got him. I'm going to sing. Ah! That really hurt. Okay, hmm, I've got a better idea. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, let me just get something out of the cupboard here. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh, Adam, I haven't seen you from a while. It's inflatable <laughs> river! <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Hello! Welcome, welcome all to podcast 426. I'm Jean. I'm Heather. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Adam. And I, yes, I am... Someone who should never, ever sing where there are people. <laughs> also have a very short, sore cheek. So if you're right. <laughs> your face sore. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so as we're crumbless, without further ado, over to the news with El Presidente. Doctor Who news. Oh, yeah. The underwater menace gets animated. Just when we thought the animated recreations of missing Doctor Who stories were over, then BBC Studios gives us the underwater menace. The early second Doctor story features Patrick Troughton as the Doctor, Anarchy Wills as Polly, Michael Craze as Ben and Fraser Hines as the newly joined Jamie. This fourth season is largely missing from the archives, but much of it has already been animated, now leaving only Hartnell's The Smugglers and Troughton's The Highlanders with nothing to show. The Underwater Menace two-disc set will feature all four episodes in animated form, as both colour and black and white, plus will present the two surviving episodes alongside telesnap reconstructions of the missing two on the second disc. Special features include a making-of documentary and The Man from Midditz, presumably the first episode of the 1964 BBC drama The Midnight Men starring Patrick Troughton and Andrew Keir. It is currently unclear where the finance for this is coming from after the BBC America deal was superseded by Disney, but nevertheless expect a release in the anniversary month of November 2023. Mm. Yes. I think it is Disney money because... I don't know. Well, I mean, where else would they get it from? I mean, this is the BBC. Well, unless it's indirectly Dizzy money, is it Dizzy giving them money and, and has opened up then money. the BBC are spending it on this? Yeah, has opened up money elsewhere. Yeah. I want them to do the Highlanders. Why haven't they done the Highlanders? <laughs> the animation of the Tartan is a, a bit of a, a, a tricky bugger. one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can't they just they put mean. them in trousers? <laughs> Simplify it a bit. Yeah. So it would be interesting. Will it turn up on Disney Plus? I don't know, maybe. I can feel it's just new, new Who. Yeah, and so it d- up depends Disney what Disney Plus has access to. Yeah, they've got it's, nothing yet of, the, of Doctor yeah. Who. It's not well, like they've turned up with all of old was, Who on there. I, I could be mistaken, but it was going to start turning up with the new season. Yeah, that makes sense. So the, the next season to be released. Mm. So. Gosh. We'll see. Mm. Mm-hmm. Doctor Who, Rose gets illustrated. Is Rose going to be drawn like one of those, (laughs) one of Jack's French girls? (laughs) BBC Books and RTD2. No, as BBC Books announced an illustrated version of the former Target's novelisations of the 2005 story Rose. Originally published in 2018, this hardback deluxe edition will almost certainly have the same text but this time accompanied by illustrations by Robert Hack. Expect to pay about £30 for this physical version. Um, It's due to be released on the 23rd of November. Mm. Lots of things are. I I think, Mm. yeah, I think that's going to be like the Doctor Who and the Daleks they released a couple of years ago. Yeah, right here. Yeah. So it's a sort of big annual type book with not a comic book, but a one page illustration of something that's gone on in the story. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. putting full colour and all that. It's not like the the old pre-target Doctor Who books. Yeah, the, the line pencil drawings. Yeah. yeah. Good Omens Yay. gets illustrated. Ooh. Neil Richard McKinnon Gaiman has announced a graphic novel adaptation of his and Sir Terence David John Pratchett's OBE novel Good Omens. Unlike the Rose illustration novelization, this has led to a full graphic novel, and rather than go down on the traditional publishing route, Terry Pratchett's estate are hosting a Kickstarter campaign. Mm. Artist Colleen Duran will be providing the artwork. Duran and Gaiman have worked together several times in the past on such projects as The Sad Man, Chivalry and Tollbridge. Duran has also worked on such comics as Wonder Woman, Amazing Spider-Man and Lucifer. As ever, with the Kickstarters there are multiple tiers to back, but if you just want the graphic novel then it'll be £25 plus later postage and packing costs. The rather modest 2,500... 25,000. Sorry, 25,000 goal has already been smashed at the time of this recording and it has just over 1.4 million <laughs> pledges. Who came up with the 25,000 figure? 1.4 million, 25,000, bit more. <laughs> well, you know, they didn't want to overestimate it. I suspect it's going to be created then. Yeah. yeah. Good Omens, the official and ineffable graphic novel, is expected sometime next summer. Excellent. Ooh. We have... Ghosts. US gets the UK series. (laughs) What with most of Hollywood being on strike still, there is little in the way of US TV and film currently being made. This fact has delighted some studio accountants as their outgoings have dropped massively. (laughs) (laughs) Those in the industry who are trying to schedule in content for their channels and streaming services are a little less pleased, however. Schedulers at CBS home to the US remake of the BBC's ghost sitcom, have stumbled across the idea of just showing the original British version, (laughs) whilst their producer colleagues tried to starve out the American writers and actors. To pad out the limited number of British ghost episodes, CBS will show episodes alongside repeats of the US version, presumably paying repeat fees, as this is the network TV. Of course, in the UK, we have already had the US version, though admittedly not quite as prominently so now both sides of the pond can view both versions of Ghosts. Mm. It will be interesting to see the UK version and then the US version of that story because they, yeah, I don't know how they, they do, do the, some yeah. new stories yeah. in Ghosts, but some of them are homages of the yeah, English ones. The, the first couple of episodes were refilmed UK versions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I've loved about the US version is I enjoy it just as much oh, as yeah. the UK. Yeah. The, the oh, UK yeah. version, I think, is gentler, is sweeter. It <laughs> can be more poignant yeah, at times. But the US version is excellent. Mm. I particularly like the yuppie. Yeah. He's a slimy piece of film. <laughs> Is he the politician character? Yeah. Their yeah. Version yeah. Of- the one yeah. without yeah. trousers. Yeah. Right, yes. And also Thor. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Thor. Thor's good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but he nearly got sucked off and she stopped him. <laughs> I love the fact that that's, uh, that's kept. Yeah. <laughs> but there's, there was a very poignant one in the US version where, um, oh God, she's Fanny in the English version, mm-hmm. the posh lady ghost. Oh, yeah. um, she remembers there always being a man who would an, sing an her to sleep, friend. her imaginary friend. And it yeah. was it was Thor the whole time. Yeah. When she was a little girl, he would sing her to sleep. It was very well done. Yeah. Yeah. Do any any um, 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 addendums? I have an addendum. Go on mm-hmm. then. Fema Adjiman mm-hmm. is to star on the stage. She Ooh. is. Right. She's in God of Carnage at the Lyceum Hammersmith in Londinium God of from Carnage. the 1st mm. to 30th of September. Apparently it is a dark comedy. Um, quite a short run, so get your tickets is, now. Yeah, it's yeah. quite a short run. The Lyceum is a small theatre, yeah. so if you are interested, I would say get onto the got onto the site and book tickets. Mm-hmm. What's your addendum, boy? My addendum is linked to the article that we're going to be doing later. Which one? Good Omens. Ah. Mm-hmm. Now, as we will find out, season two has ended on something of a cliffhanger. It really did. This is Amazon. Though they are fairly good, this is a streaming service, and streaming services have been known to cancel their shows without warning 
arbitrarily yes. for some mystical reason that we've yet to fathom or discover. If you're about mm-hmm. to say good omens has been dropped, I will nope, have to harm no, you. No, 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 <laughs> you no. You are no, dead. No. Master Gaiman uh-huh. has promised to novelise season three if Amazon show it or not. Oh, excellent. Okay. So we will get a finale. Amazon does tend to be better at this yes. than the yeah. Netflix. Oh, God. Which seems yeah. to have a big sort of wheel in someone's office and they spin it and yeah. it's, oh, yep, that's cancelled. Yeah, yeah they, they cast the moons regularly. Yeah. Also, with Amazon, we're watching something called The Lost Flowers of Alice Hart. It's yes, weird okay. as hell. Never it's excellent. It. No. And they're doing it an episode a week. Oh, and they, Amazon do that with quite a few things. Yeah, they, they will drop, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, have a series which will they will drop once a week. Yeah. Which, as I've discussed in the past, actually I prefer, but it gives, it gives me a chance to form theories that are either wonderfully correct or completely yeah. and utterly <laughs> But also, if if they any sort of, like, the, the Netflix algorithm we seem to think is based on who binges it. Yeah. And yeah. you can't binge it if it's one episode a week. Yeah. So that's, uh, mm. yeah. Well, that's I, d- I do recommend it. It's Sigourney Weaver. Usually oh, yeah, with yeah. Sigourney Weaver in any of her films, I'm like, go on, girl! In this one, it's you utter bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's she it is called? Not... The Lost Flowers of Alice Hart. It's based on a book. Weird name, but okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's difficult to watch in places, it is. The it fir- is. especially the first episode, but it's it's worth it. Mm. Any other addendums? And that's the end of the news. Woohoo! Right, we've been watching the last few episodes of Strange New Worlds. Oh. Pause for proper music. <laughs> I haven't watched a season of a sh- of a show for a long time when I couldn't think of a bad episode. Yeah. This, from beginning to end, has been absolutely outstanding. Although when I hear the words musical episode, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I yeah. tend to think, oh, this is going to be nauseating. Oh, yeah. no one can match the Buffy the Vampire no. Slayer once more with feeling. And then they prove you wrong. We were trying to think. Yeah. Who did it first, Xena or Buffy? Oh, Xena. Xena. Yeah. Xena. Yeah. Liar, liar, hearts on fire, which was very silly. <laughs> it was only by a few years, but yeah, Xena did it first. I think it was only by a couple of months, but. <laughs> nah, it was because Xena was uh, early 90s. Yes, so it was Buffy. Oh, Buffy, Buffy was later was 90s. 97 on. Yeah. Anyway. Boom. (laughs) Anyway. Inflatable Heather is on my side. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Keith, go on. What? Which episodes did we watch, and why were they awesome? Okay, we watched. I'm trying to remember the name of it. The war one. Under the cloak of war. Thank you. Under the cloak of war, which addressed. Oh God. Klingon war. Well, it was the Klingon war, but more to my mind, addressed addressed PTSD. Thank you. That's the word. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. PTSD, because we we focused down very much on Mbenga and Chapel, who were basically in a Star Trek version of Mash. Yeah. A mobile army surgical hospital on the front lines that was generally seeing the horrors of war. Whoever thought that the words incoming transporter signal yeah. would be so scary. Yeah, it's along along the lines of MASH, incoming helicopters. Yeah, Everyone exactly. scrambles. Oh, and, yeah, and that poor bugger that was caught in the um, transporter buffer. Yeah, yeah. It was so sad. It's a case of triage. They couldn't help him at that time, so we'll store him in the buffer. But you have more desperate people coming in who you possibly could help. Yeah. So with the horrors of war, lives just come down to uh, uh, factors of who you can save, who you can yeah. 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 Triage. Yeah. 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 Some of us too far gone, you just can't do anything. Yeah, that's it. You just have to leave them and move on to yeah. somebody, make them comfortable and move on to somebody who you can help. Yes. But at the end yeah. of this, oh, spoiler music. <laughs> spoiler <laughs> music, spoiler music. The end of this, you, you saw, I mean, you saw a new side of Chapel. She barefaced lied to the captain because Mbenga killed that guy. It's quite possible. Mm. You only (laughs) see silhouettes and frosted silhouettes so you don't actually know what happened. But it was like when the the doctor did the doctor push the... uh... Certainly the implication was that Mbenga knifed him. He did. And (laughs) I, I can understand Chapel is you have a history of this person. Yeah. You have faced life and death. And with she this also person. knows what that guy did. Yeah. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. she was there. It would be like, because this was only a few years ago. Yeah. So it would be like, say, 1950, mm. yeah. you come across Rudolf Hess mm-hmm. trying to make out that he's a good guy yeah. now. Yeah. And you've seen him murder yeah. your the, friends. There are some, some blood you cannot wash off your hands. Yeah, no I'm, matter how diplomatic you try I'm, to be. I think it was interesting as well the, when you find out who the butcher yes. of... Wherever, wasn't this Klingon general? it was, yeah. is that it wasn't this Klingon. Mm. Yeah, I thought that was that was interesting. Yeah, and yeah. it's also a callback to this serum that they've yes. been using the, their super it, soldier serum. The, yeah. in, in what is it? The second episode of this season? Yeah, I was trying to remember. Was that in the first season? I didn't remember it. No, it was, no, a, it was, was in the second. One. So, okay, so I thought, was that a callback to something season one I didn't remember? No, no it's no. more of a, a callback to something we hadn't seen yet, yeah. which yeah. is happening later in this season, yeah. yeah. If I've got a complaint about this season, my complaint is I am suffering from a little bit of whiplash because we've gone yeah. from <laughs> exceedingly dark episode to comedic episode yeah. to terribly dark episode yeah, it was. This to the comedic darkest. episode. <laughs> this has got to be the darkest episode. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. It, it was quite disturbing at points, I find. You know, it yeah. really was. Although, hasn't Spock got a beautiful voice? <laughs> oh, very sexy voice, I have to say. <laughs> yes, the penultimate episode, Subspace Rhapsody. <laughs> I have to admit now, that I've got a new earworm. Oh, really? Which we Status like. report. Yeah. The, the first okay. song. Why am I singing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I had to admit, when, when I heard there was going to be a musical episode of Star Trek, like a lot of other people, I went, mm. oh, God. <laughs> I loved yeah. when, um, you know, because it's happened when they were emotional, mm. and I loved when we could hear the music starting, so could they, and they're all looking around mm, them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like things like like Glee and Rock Cop. The, music, the, the musical <laughs> yeah. is not actually an integral part of the show, so the other characters are reacting to the music, as in, what the f*** is going yeah. on here? This yeah. is, the, it's much more like once more feeling. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. this is, whoever points it out, this is much, much more along the lines of how a musical works, as in you have your straight drama part, mm. and then you get, well, I rescued her while she was singing. Tell me more, tell me more. Yeah. And suddenly everyone bursts out into song. It was very much along that kind of line. I was so glad that Celia Rose Gooding can sing because oh, Michelle yeah. Nichols could really sing. It, yeah. that's, so. that's, that's the only missed target on this is they should have done it during the classic series so we could have heard Michelle <laughs> Nichols sing. Very early on, I spotted a, a sort of nod of the head to Once More With Feeling. When um was it Chapel? Yeah, it she was... was talking. Oh, and it was Spock as well. Spock talking as well. about bunnies. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah. anything could happen. We could turn, we'll turn into, into bunnies. bunnies. I, do I don't want, want to, to be a bunny. <laughs> <laughs> I like the singing Klingons. You haven't heard K-pop until you've heard it in its original Klingon. But it's it sort of it's the age thing as well because that started and. Because I'm as old as I am, I immediately thought, oh, that's got new kids on the block, or take yeah. that. But apparently it's something called K-pop, which I've been aware of, but <laughs> haven't really bothered with, because I'm not 12. And <laughs> there is one thing I do like, is the fact that Anson Mount managed to maintain a what-the-look <laughs> <laughs> throughout the yeah, whole of thing. the episode. <laughs> yes. I don't understand what's going on. I, I love the way the Klingons refer to it. We are going to destroy the cause of our embarrassment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you know who the Klingon captain was? Yes. It was the guy who played the um, engineer. Hemmer, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce Horrock, is it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that was, that was a fun episode. Yes. Yeah. I liked Chapel's song in um, Ten yeah. Forward. Yeah. I thought that was good as well just... because she um, she got into she got her internship. Yeah, internship with whom? Oh, with with her future husband. Yeah, um, Roger Roger Corby in the original series. They're not married, but they are engaged. Yep. and it's one of the reasons why Chapel was the ent- on the Enterprise because she was looking for Corby. Oh, okay. Doesn't end well for him. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I, I thought that one, though, was quite sad in some ways because they'd worked out they needed to measure the harmonics and Uhura could see that it was an emotional point between Chapel and Spock yeah. Yeah. and yeah. was pushing it 
to actually happen and for them to start singing. And also the calculus joke in I'm the Ex. Mm. Oh, yeah. It ends with I am the Ex. Yeah. uh, She doesn't know why Why? I am am the the Ex. ex. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's very clever. What did you think of it, Heather? I loved it. No, <laughs> inflatable Heather, please. <laughs> no, I loved it. I loved the whole movie. I mean, it was my first introduction to the... Oh, God. My Strange brain. Strange, Strange New Worlds. Worlds. And um, I feel like I have to sort of um, somehow access Paramount and watch the whole series now from series one, because I haven't seen any of it apart from these two episodes. Well, they're pretty so. atypical episodes, probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't think in both seasons there's really been an episode that, oh, I didn't like that. I've enjoyed mm. them in some level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am evil, though. We saw this one and we saw the next one. Has anyone seen the next one? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. 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 We might as well do it, because Heather's seen the next one and she now hates me. <laughs> yes. Oh. Isn't okay. it horrible? So and we like... know it's the end of season and they do to be continued. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, like fuck. <laughs> You, you can't, we have to beep that. We have to beep that. <laughs> All right, beep. <laughs> so the third and final episode we saw was Hegemony. Yes. So the Enterprise and Pike's love interest. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who, I have to say, we knew something was going to happen to because of the end of the last episode. Yeah. We're going to go on holiday, but I've got to postpone it for yeah. a little while because one of prior- final priority call that we've got to yeah. go on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're sitting there going, wee, wee. <laughs> <laughs> So her with Nurse Chapel and her crew on this planet of colonists. And it looks like 1950s USA yeah. Yeah. apple pie and ice cream. Yeah, very strange, yeah, but they're good. Very nice all going on. And it is just outside the federation yeah. Yeah. it's not a, it's not a federation colony so it's they're, they're humans there so it's sort of set up independently yeah. so to speak yeah it's like they were asking to be attacked by the gorns yes. yeah and, and yeah. they're just they're just doing their thing gorn attacks and the enterprise picks up an sos and gets there and finds a very very destroyed starship. it was a bit broken wasn't yes. it? Yeah. yeah including the total the loss of the medical bay, which seemed to upset Spock somewhat. <laughs> just somewhat, because someone had been beamed back up there. That, yeah. yeah. Just the I'm, afraid, I'm afraid this is where I have to be a little bit annoyed. S- yes. There's an air pocket. You yeah. know, the, all the <laughs> force shields have come yeah. down. Yeah. And Chapel is battered but alive in the uh, saucer section, what's left of mm-hmm. it. And, of course, there's the big rescue thing, blah de blah blah And then they crash the rest of the uh, saucer Dish. into this yep. beacon thing. They didn't even bother checking no. that there was anybody well, else alive on um, it. I'd like to counter that, if I may. Go on, then. Well, one, they're destroying the beacon thing mm-hmm. so they can start scanning for well, survivors. Well, yes, I know they, that. It, it they don't scan for bit, anymore. <laughs> they've just blown them all um, up. <laughs> so they can... So not only on the, in, the, in the dish, but on the planet. where there are civilians (laughs) yes we are in a situation where one step wrong could set this as a or put them on the war war footing footing. they are actually on a war footing Mm -hmm. they are military they know they're going to die it's a it is a distinct possibility Mm -hmm. it is a factor of we have civilians on the planet that they have priority. Mm, you have no. to use whatever resource you can. Didn't so, even bother looking. They couldn't look until that... She didn't even bother looking they either. C- there could have been other people. She couldn't get out of that. As you said, the doors were down. It's an air pocket. No, no I, I'm very I, disappointed. I think... I personally... Never think, leave a man behind. I think it is I, I have to admit, justified. I did wonder why they didn't go looking yeah, for Yeah, exactly. It's, 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 it's uh, never leave a man behind, not squish a man all over the planet below... And just say, oops. It, it is, as I said, not a war footing. It's triage. It's a matter of numbers. Mm. You definitely know there are a large population of civilians. You're not the there, man I married. There <laughs> may be, maybe survivors, they, military survivors, survivors on this dish. They should have been smarter. They should have used one of their own shuttles to take out the... Uh... They should have done, shouldn't it, they? It was, it was too big. No, it wasn't, because they, they moved the shuttle through the, um, through the debris field anyway. No, 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 no. The building, the signal point. Oh, that. Oh, if you right. say it, it, it shielded, it was shielded. Yeah, yeah pack, but put enough speed enough behind it. Yeah, but then, then you are doing an overt, deliberate, aggressive act using your shuttles. Why do the, you? The, the the dish 
could have fallen naturally. Which is what they tried to make Which it what look they like. Tried to make Why it do like. you hate the people on the dish? They were pro- Some of them were probably conscious and were Not aware from, what was happening. Well, then, then they would have gone for the escape pods. I, and but perhaps or the, their legs and had the fallen space. off. <laughs> well, then they're dead anyway. No, people's legs have fallen off and they've not been dead. <laughs> the amount of blood you're going to lose without you your legs. You are a harsh man. You're, you're like Hague in World War One. I, it, I oh. hate to say it, but it's a, it's a consistency of numbers. Can I... Can, can I ask? We did see the Gorn in the original series. We yes. did see the Gorn. They didn't look anything. It was a man in a rubber suit. <laughs> that, that's the one I was thinking about. I've only seen the other, other than the original Gorn, the, the the first season of this. The whole thing with the younglings. Yeah. Mm. It just seemed like there there was something else going on there, and I do have to wonder: a creature that will basically cannibalise itself and is that vicious. How has it got technologically advanced enough to do it's all this? It's just different to us. And, and still wear a space helmet, etc. They'd be surely killing each other because they got a no, better it's, it's idea. Survi- it's survival of the fittest. One, yeah, they believe in survival it's of the exactly fittest. It's exactly like the Klingons. It's just the Klingons don't eat each other. And you, you don't <laughs> actually know when the intelligence click in. Yeah. Mm. And you if know, you've lived long enough for the might, intelligence yeah, to click it in. Might, might be the intelligence superior intelligence might click in with puberty yeah Yeah, you don't know what the this is the whole point at the moment the gorns are a complete and utter unknown as our diplomatic first captain said pike Mm. they are monsters sometimes a monster is just a monster yeah because they're at that point so it reminded me of Alien a yeah, bit. Yeah, that, that whole much. episode was. Yeah, it was yeah. brilliantly yeah. done. Especially with the tail coming, yeah. coming down. down yeah. and, yeah. and the face. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of shuttles, mm. we oh. um, had a visitor from one shuttle that we yes. saw plummeting towards the planet at the beginning. Yes. And one Montgomery Scott. Oh, yes, of course. Yes. Another Scotty. unlikely <laughs> meeting of one of the original crew. Who's mm. actually, at this point in time, for the first time in mm. Star Trek history, played by a Scotsman. Yeah. Who I suspect will be joining the Enterprise considering his spaceship is also no longer existent. Mm -hmm. Well, he came, yeah, he came from further out, didn't he? Yeah. I do like the fact that Pillar remembers him (laughs) as her most gifted student with the most lowest scores. You just you just know she was a really strict teacher. <laughs> <laughs> and so if you'd done this in the academy, I would have scored you higher. <laughs> Martin Quinn is the, yes. uh, the new yeah. Scotty. Yeah. Yeah. But he, his mannerisms were spot on. Yeah. Yeah. The crossing of the arms, yeah, most the of slightly the, hunched. Most of his discussions were done with arms crossed or arms behind his back which James Doohan used to do mm. to hide his missing finger. Oh, right, yes. I must admit, I was looking at his hands to yeah. see if they... No, he's, he's got a full, full set yeah. of fingers. Or perhaps they put, like, a green finger. <laughs> yeah. You want them to cut his finger off? No, he hasn't yeah, he lost it yet. Yeah, fair enough, because he's only, a, he's only a baby lieutenant yeah. at the moment. We don't them. know when Scotty loses the top of it. He's probably, you know, managed to chop it off. Put it in an some... engine or something. Yeah. Yeah. Just to see do? if it works. <laughs> I don't know. We seem to prestige. You know, actors and people like that have to go to extremes. He should chop his finger off. <laughs> he should do. Just when put it gets... on ice and then yeah. he can sew it on. When, when he finished. gets that part in the plot, I'm sure he will. <laughs> but I like I the thing I like about this series is you're seeing the characters that we know for Star yeah. Trek, like mm. Uhura, Chapel, Scotty. Like babies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they're still they're still at a point Star because we've Trek got babies. <laughs> because we've got different actors, I think it's clever that they're at an earlier stage in their life mm. because they've obviously watched them and as you said, they've got some of their mannerisms. Yeah. But they're not doing portrayal they're no. not well, no, they're, they're not they're, doing they're not impersonations. Which is like normal people. You are not the person in the 50s that you are at the 30s. There are mannerisms, there's tones of voice, there's Mm. expressions. But you are actually almost two different people. Well, so at this numbers, point yeah. in time, Chekhov's probably still in nappies. Yeah, yeah. Che- <laughs> yeah. Chekhov would be in the academy still. Yeah. Probably, so we yeah. could we could meet Sulu. Yeah, yeah, Sulu, yeah. yeah. And Chekhov's McCoy. dribbling into his own urine. So yeah, it's yeah. really only Chekhov, McCoy, and Sulu we're now missing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Uh, it'd be weird if they all become a crew before Kirk turns up. <laughs> Can't quite imagine the Star Trek well, crews. We know them. This is well, yeah. I don't think. 
in Where No Man Has Gone Before, you didn't have uh, McCoy as the chief medical officer. It was someone called Boyle. So In this one, Kirk is a first officer, or he's just getting uh, his captain. Yeah, just, become, just becoming a first yeah, he's, officer. He's the lieutenant officer. at the moment and first officer of the Farragut, which was mentioned in the original series. Yeah. Yeah. Talking of lieutenant, I noticed that Scotty said lieutenant. At one point, <laughs> which is interesting. He's Scottish. He's not English. Uh, Scottish. Uh, yeah, but I don't think Scotty ever said that. I uh, traditionally, well, but Jim, no, Jim no Doohan's dis- Canadian, yeah. wasn't yeah, no he? No disrespect he to James Doohan, but he was Canadian, so it would have been lieutenant for him. Yeah. So. And I don't know. Also, at this point, might not be. I don't know. Yeah, the crew he might have been with have said it right. He's now going to be stuck with a bunch of people that say it wrong. So he may he then pick have it picked it up yeah. in his older life since so fit yeah. I quite like them to keep him saying that. I would have wished that uh, Picard yeah. said lieutenant. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I said lieutenant and kept it like that. Yeah, but at least Picard said. Root and route, not route for root. <laughs> yes. Well, data was going to be data. Yeah. But yeah. Patrick Stewart said data and it yeah. stuck. As the first person to say the words, yeah. he got to, to christen it. Yeah. yeah. So, how did this end apart from bloody annoyingly? <laughs> yeah. To be continued. And the whole world went. Bastards! Yeah. Actually, yeah. someone in my living room did say yes. that. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> well, so you've got you've got basically you've got the Enterprise up in space. Yep, as it tends to be. Um, yep. And it's got Nurse Less Chapel crashing. and Spock on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You've got Pike, Pike, number one, and number one Pike Squeeze, and yeah, and Pike all down on the ground. No, no, they're no, in the shuttle. They oh got, no, they're in the shuttle. Be- they got beamed up. They got beamed up. But you've got his squeeze and a load of the other people were beamed up, but not. Yeah, Leanne, to Leanne and a whole load of civvies and Sam Kirk with his moustache. And Ortega. And Ortega. Ortega got to go on all the oh, way yeah, missions. Oh, oh, that, oh. Is, that is one thing I do love is the almost crash of the shuttle to make it look like debris to fool the Gorn. Yeah. So mm-hmm. she's aiming directly at the planet at a, over a thousand, a thousand miles, miles an, an hour. hour and just turn the engines off. Well, yeah, and, and everyone else is going, can we turn them on now? Can we turn them on? And she's just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can do this. I have to say, though, as soon as he said, yes, you can go, I said, she needs to change her shirt colour. <laughs> well, when, when he said, come on, you've been you've been nagging me to go off, off ship for ages. She's like, yeah, why did I do that? <laughs> but one thing, another alien thing, Pike's pet squeeze. Patel, she's yeah. had eggs laid in yeah, her she's arm. She's been bitten. Oh, yeah, yeah. she's got yeah. eggs. Because yeah. they were attacked by a Gorn, and she stood right in front of it, and it hissed in her face and then went away. Sensing. Because it knew she it had sensed. eggs. You said she's been bitten, and yeah. I said, check her arm, it's always the arm. And yeah. it, was. it was. So she's yeah. on the Enterprise. She's Potent- in status. Potentially yeah. about to let Gorn loose on the Enterprise, and this chapel will not let her die. <laughs> no, she's put a stasis field up. And the, and the Gorn have lunch. Sorry, the Gorn have everyone else. <laughs> Yep. It was it and, was a very good cliffhanger. And then we've got what is it, four Gorn ships attacking the Enterprise? Yep. That, yeah. Looking back at Next Gen in particular, most of the cliffhanger season cliffhangers weren't that good. Best of both worlds. Yeah. A classic, clearly. Yeah, it's against, it's but against most the, the other ones. Uh, first episode mm. is usually spectacular, second yeah. episode not so much. But this isn't yeah. Next Gen. It isn't, so there's some hope, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, based on past performance Adam is I, a grumpy pants. Yeah, I don't know. Grumpy I'm pants. a bit disappointed they've gone down this route of uh, having You're a, just cross. Because you don't know don't what's know going what's to happen. Don't know what's happening next. I'm worried they don't even know what's going to happen next. <laughs> which is often the way they did it in next gen. They wrote yeah. something and then didn't well, have an idea how they're going to resolve it. But this isn't next gen. We've it moved isn't. on from there. Because they got quite an early renewal for season yeah. three. So yeah. I think well, they so with, with, with next gen, I think it was the uh, best of both worlds was there to write out Patrick Stewart. Because there was some question mark about his continuation in the role. Right, yeah, yeah. And then... In other cliffhangers, they just wrote the first one, went for holidays, and then come back with the second. But one thing, (laughs) I thought when we found out the chapel had got her internship, I assumed she'd disappear and do her internship mid-season and come back, but that's not going to happen. Yeah, we don't know. Don't know what her future is. No. So is this a way to get McCoy in, maybe? Or he's not a nurse? I don't know quite what the distinction is between doctors and nurses on Star Trek. Same as it is anywhere else. (laughs) Would you like inflatable Heather to show you? (laughs) (laughs) There's there's nothing that Begin could do that she can't do, as far as I can tell. She seems like a fully qualified doctor. She can't do surgery, I would imagine. uh, Nurses can't do surgery. No. And, I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, we thoroughly enjoyed this. Oh, yeah. Looking forward to next season. We would really like to know what you chaps thought of it. So please write to us by a show at staggeringstories.net. Woohoo! <laughs> You did that really well. Thank you. For an infl- I'm going to pop you. Without any fish. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> right, I'm going to inflate you. <laughs> oh. Right, because we haven't got a Doctor Who segment, Adam has broken out. The Quiz Book. Ooh. Yes, unofficial. The Doctor Quiz Book by Beth Axford. Ooh. Now, the idea is we put our hands up, but Karen ignores this and just shouts yeah. the answer out. It's much more fun I'm, that I'm, way. I'm rubbish at quizzes anyway. That's all right. So. You'll be fine. <laughs> you might get this one. When we first enter the world of Doctor Who in Unearthly Child, Ooh. the Doctor's living in his TARDIS in a junkyard with his granddaughter. What is her Susan! name? Is it Barbara? Is it Susan? Is it Vicky? <laughs> it's Susan Foreman. Yeah, yeah. don't know where the Foreman is. That's not what's from. in the answer. Just Susan. It's Susan. So, okay, now these are really easy. Sarah Jane Smith first met the doctor in the Time Warrior. Yay. What was her occupation? Journalist. Or nurse or scientist. It is indeed journalist. <laughs> she was pretending to be a scientist. She was a scientist. my coffee. You'd have got that. <laughs> As an inflatable being, we're not expecting much from you. <laughs> oh, that's a bit harsh. Ow! Just a bit of aimless fun every night. <laughs> <laughs> you should know, you're the one who had to... You, yeah, she was in your cupboard. <laughs> the 11th Doctor crashed the TARDIS into Amy Pond's back garden. Which village was Ledworth. her home located in? Is it Shepperton, Medderton or Ledworth? Ledworth. You, you, you really don't understand the idea of participation. I'm participating. Wait, waiting until, you know, mutual participation. Oh. Not, and, and waiting till the question is finished. But I knew the answer. These are really very simple. Find another one. Find a difficult Find one. hard questions. Find hard questions. Things so. like episode codes. Okay, so. Uh, Please don't find episode codes. <laughs> Ace's explosive, what does she call it? Nitro Nine. Nine. Yeah, indeed. Beth, these are really easy questions. They are. Write a new book. With harder questions. The Daleks invaded Earth countless times. In which story did the Daleks threaten London in 1963? Dalek invasion of Earth. No. Oh, 1963. So sorry. Remembrance of the Daleks. Yeah. Yeah, So So I think you should be disqualified because you got that one wrong. Ah, shut your noise. (laughs) How many Daleks appear in Resolution 2019? Ooh. Lots. Five? No, just just one. Three. You're right, just one. Just one. It's the um, scrap-built Dalek. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, the, when they okay, invaded yeah. the GCHQ. Yeah, just one. So three, two, or one. You yeah. say it's one. one. Yeah. Yeah, go <laughs> I liked GCHQ's Twitter feed the next oh, yeah. day. Yeah. They put a picture of it, and despite what you may have seen last night, we are open for business. <laughs> True or false? Companion Joe Grant never met a Dalek. Well, she, False. Katie Manning False. did. <laughs> no, she certainly did. <laughs> oh, hang on. No, it's true. She's never Thinking met them. The she was in the planet of the Daleks, but did she actually meet them in it? Let's say true, because she was most afraid of the Drashigs. Yeah, and she spent planet of the Daleks half unconscious with yeah. that little... <laughs> what do you say, inflatable Heather? I've forgotten. <laughs> did, Joe, uh, did Joe Grant ever meet a Dalek? I think she did. Ah, so you're going false then. Yeah, hmm. false. I'll stick with Ooh. true then, just to be awkward. Day of the Daleks. Day of the Daleks. Did that's she what I was ever, thinking. ever meet one? But I, th- I think she so did. So it's false. It is false. Well, yeah. So she did meet the Daleks. Did she never meet them? False. She did on multiple occasions. Okay. Yeah, yeah I thought she yeah, was. Because there, there was Day of the Daleks. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Frontier in Space and Planet of the Daleks. Yeah. Whether she actually but whether shared she, a scene with them, yeah, I don't know. Whether she actually had a scene with them, I couldn't say. Yeah. yeah. Okay, throughout the history, the Daleks have used spaceships to get around the universe. What shape does a Dalek spaceship usually take? Circle! Well, a Saucer. disc. Sort of sorcery thing with knobs. A sphere, yeah. saucer, or cylinder? Yeah. Saucer. Saucer. Yeah. As I say, they're powered by string... That was very good. Do that, that again. That was a saucer on a piece of string. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. It's very simple. As are we, so it's perfect. Yeah. Can we do, like, because you're all whinging that I'm shouting out, can we do one question each? Because okay. then inflatable Heather can concentrate yeah. long enough for her okay. question. Ooh, that was harsh. 
wasn't. <laughs> okay, old president, lay it on me. Ooh, uh. Over the years, the Master has teamed up with many a villain to help take down the Doctor. Which enemy did the Master ally with during survival in 1989? Ooh. The, 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 sorry? The doggy thingies. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were cats. <laughs> <laughs> the dog cats. The, uh, the cheetah people. <laughs> yeah, the cheetah people. It is a cheetah people, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like the... She's arrived in her motorboat. <laughs> okay, then. The Master has been the Doctor's frenemy on screen for over 50 years. Mm. Which episodes are we first introduced to the character? The first episode of Terror of the Autons. <gasps> I would say so, although some people had debated earlier. The, characters the, might have been the, the Master. Yes, yeah, so, they were... They weren't called the Master. No, no, no. I, I'm willing to accept that they could be a future version, but they weren't called yes, the Master. The War Master is yeah. one that everyone thinks is possible. Really. Okay, this is quite an appropriate one for, for Blanc Heather. Heather. <laughs> really? Uh, okay, let's see. Which incarnation of the Master gave Clara Oswald the Doctor's phone number? Missy. Indeed, yeah. yeah. Missy. Yeah. Of course, Missy. The Master really cares about who or what they destroy, as long as they get the Doctor. Which device does the Master use to compress the bodies of the victims? Is it the tissue compression eliminator? It is. Oh. Um, excuse me. No, no, no. It is the tissue compression eliminator. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, right. that's enough of that Yes, book. I think so. <laughs> that book is far too easy for any proper Doctor Who fan. I was reading an interview with Sasha Darwin recently, and you know the Rara Rasputin bit? Yes, yeah. yeah. He was supposed to walk into that properly. I just walk Like in. a master, not right. dancing <laughs> like he did. That was a total ad-lib, apparently. So any word? Right, we've also been watching something else that's kind of awesome. Oh yeah. And yes. remotely connected to Who? Yeah. We've been watching Good Omens. Ooh. Pause for music. La di da di da. Inflatable Heather, tell us your thoughts on Good Omens 2. I actually preferred Good Omens 1. Dun, but dun, I dun. do like Good Omens 2. I, I found it was, um, for me, a little bit slow to start. Mm-hmm. And then it took me a while to get into it. I, I, I generally enjoyed it. It's just the ending, again, another of what's going to happen next yeah. was another one um, where, can you, why leave it just like that? Because they're all bastards. <laughs> I know. And it's just like, they, they could have run off into the sunset together. But, but that would have been a closed ending. I know. And it would have made us all go, oh, that was lovely. On to the next thing. But instead, we went, Bastards! <laughs> that was one long kiss. <laughs> was it, was. kiss. <laughs> it was. It was. And there some... were various Doctor Who references. <laughs> there were there it. were loads. Yeah. I mean, Peter Davison played Job. Mm-hmm. Peter Davison's grandson played Job's son. Fez. <laughs> we, of course, we had the mm-hmm. Fez. Yep. Yeah, and we had some we had some references that weren't who. Yes. But a few people would yell a car. Get <laughs> yeah, no, yes. Talisker. Yeah. Talisker. Yep. But yep. did you notice when he put the fez on, you had just a little bit of the woo? Oh, I didn't. Because oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, this was written jointly by Neil Gaiman and John Finnemore, yep. who wrote Cabin Pressure, which we all adore. Yes. Yellow car. <laughs> Cygnus Alpha. Cygnus Alpha. Alpha Centauri. Alpha Centauri. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, another... Um, and at one point... I can never remember David Tennant's character. Crowley. 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 Had to do a thing about bees. Yeah. <laughs> bees. Ignore the bees and that kind of stuff. And he had a few who-ish kind yeah. of like lines. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I call think, me Doctor. Yeah. Yes, I, I think it may not be a Who reference, but I think I need to uh, do a particular call out to the apology dance. Oh, oh yes, I love yes. that. And the yeah. fact yeah. that had had to do the apology dance over the centuries <laughs> yeah. three times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, for anyone that hasn't watched this, spoiler mm-hmm. music, spoiler music. Sha-la-la-la-la. A naked man, naked, naked, completely naked, carrying a box. Turns up on Azrif's Azrif thingies doorstep. <laughs> Naked. Naked. And who is it? It's, it's the Archangel Gabriel. Gabriel. But he has John no memory. Mm-hmm. He's forgotten who he is. 
so we call him Jim. <laughs> for nice us. Short for Gabriel. Short for yeah. Gabriel. He yeah. did have a very nice bum. Yeah, <laughs> very nice bum. <laughs> Heaven's in a bit of an uproar because they're trying to find him and do him effectively for treason, for yeah. something we don't know about at this point. Mm-hmm. Hell's up in Raw and wants him there first. Yeah, yeah. everyone's trying to find him. Everyone's trying to find him. So Crowley... And as Azura fail, decide to a little fell, a little, a little ickle, an unnoticeable tiny, ickle, tiny, 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 tiny miracle, miracle to make Gabriel unnoticeable. Mm-hmm. And once the alarm bells are stopped, yeah, <laughs> lots of alarm bells. Heaven went red at one point. <laughs> and I think it also must be pointed out that every day something's getting closer. Oh yeah, Buddy Holly did some good record sales in this one. <laughs> there was um Nina I can't what's her surname? Seuss um The actors' names were the same the as the characters' names. Yeah, yes. Nina, Nina, Nina and, and Maggie. Maggie. Yeah. Nina of Give Me Coffee or Give Me Death. That is a brilliant name for a coffee shop. Yeah. <laughs> as um Crowley said, Coffee has anyone Sorry. actually asked for death? <laughs> and Maggie who runs the Vinyl record shop. Who gets her Nine grand's worth of rent-free because she finds some really rare records for Azurafail, who owns her shop. that cost about 75p. (laughs) Oh, and he borrows Crowley's car. (gasps) Mm. That makes it yellow. And and makes it go under the speed limit. And makes it play classical music. And makes it give him travel sweeties. And Crowley phones him up because he can feel... (laughs) And it's the fact that when he parks it up, it tries to follow him. Yes, the car <laughs> likes him. <laughs> but no, the do- the Doctor Who references, Nina What's-Her-Face yes. has been in everything that David Tennant's Nan- been oh, in. Yeah. Yeah. Also, there was the, the little fly that's larger on the inside than the other. That was oh, really that cool. Was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The um, battle, uh, Miranda Richardson was fantastic. She has aspirations to be top demon, to perhaps take over from Beelzebub. She's Crowley's replacement on Earth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Shacks. She has to rally a demon army. A legion. She asks for 10,000 demons. And uh, is it was it Reese Shearsmith? Reese Shearsmith, who plays yeah. basically an administrative yeah, demon, demon. says no. We have, well, we just haven't got that many. She goes, okay, I'll take a thousand. I've got a hundred. A hundred. Now it's seventy. I will take them. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that poor demon yeah. that kept questioning he, he her was, and he, getting zapped. Yeah, he was in the, the he was in the first series yeah. and got zapped. <laughs> no, really, he got zapped a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whereas the original one was like one story that ran continuously this is one story that runs continuously but each episode there's a few of them that have a mini mini and it's quite often a this happened in the past bit so you end up with in scotland with body snatchers i liked that i liked yeah yeah. i like the fact that they the the girl the body snatcher who you knew was going to end up dead (laughs) they gave her enough money to to get out and go and make something of herself and it's also the fact that as begins to understand that things aren't black, black and white, and white. Mm-hmm. Like the, as we discussed Shades before light gray. the doctors who accept the bodies if they hadn't we medicine wouldn't be yeah. anywhere near the level it's um, at today with the job episode he learns to lie <laughs> he yes. does. archangel yeah there's lots of poor goats in that one <laughs> well, but I loved I loved the little girl the third of Job's oh, children yeah. Crowley's turned the two older children into the, lizards the two older yeah. children who are annoying him, him into lizards and she's like, she oh asked. cool can I be a blue one well you haven't annoyed me but can I be a blue one anyway yeah okay <laughs> she's a little blue lizard <laughs> but you at this point Crowley is obviously Evil demon. Evil. Evil. He's been sent by Mm -hmm. the devil to to destroy everything Job owns. And To destroy Mm -hmm. all the innocent Mm -hmm. goats. To destroy all the... So these pigeons that are sort of wandering around... Kind of <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting commentary on uh, the morality behind the Bible, particularly the Old Testament. Which yeah. is, oh, God, yeah, oh, the yeah. Old Testament <laughs> was vicious. And so they, turning they, them all into things that yeah. they're hidden. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they've, one of the states banned the Bible for its contents, you know, child yeah. murder, plague. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's oh, it, it's yeah. quite Probably funny. Florida. Yeah. Funny where you, you know, at the end of it, and the, the angels are sort of like, and God has given you seven children where you had three and 
We'd she's like, like the woman's like 55. She's yeah. like, I don't want seven children. <laughs> and, it's, and Crowley's disguised as someone, the brewer and the childmaker. Oh, the shoemaker. The shoemaker. Yeah. Shiite shoemaker. I, I know how to make the children reach in and grab three of his, Job's ribs and then we'll go... And, Gabriel's going, yep, that's how it's done. <laughs> and then they peer and they go, one of them says, but they be babies. No, last time I saw it, they were older. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> angels have no idea about they biology. They're pretty thick oh. angels, aren't they? <laughs> but Peter Davison's ribs were booming massive. <laughs> <laughs> they were, yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we had a whole episode dedicated to Aziraphale trying to make Nina and Maggie fall in love. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, uh, the... Rain shower. No, no, no. Well, the, the rain, rain shower. shower but... underneath the... Um, yeah. yeah, I know it was Aziraphale who arranged it, but the party. Oh, the, 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 oh Jane Austen. The, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the, 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 the meeting behind yeah. the diamond heist. <laughs> Jane, yeah, I was going to say Jane Austen sounded awesome because Crowley was genuinely surprised that she was a novelist. Yeah, because yeah. she'd yeah. organised so many um, bank robberies and well, train heists. You've got to remember, according to Clara, she's a very good kisser. No, that's yeah. that. Oh yeah, that was Jane Austen. Yeah, was Jane yeah. Austen. yeah. 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 Jane Austen was a goer. Yes, <laughs> she was. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm sitting there watching it, and as they, they as he's rearranging the the bookshop, and it begins to inkling that this is not a meeting between the shop's owners of the street. Mm. There is something more there because they got the uh, violin quartet, the piano, the yeah. chandeliers. And this is a Jane Austen. <laughs> but I love the way the guy in the music shop, oh, he wasn't uh, going to come yeah. to the meeting, so he told him he had a 1965 Doctor, Doctor Who annual. Who yes, and he's like, there, there was no 1965 <laughs> Doctor Who annual. It started in 1966, but it was made in 1965. I have the original printings. I'll be there. <laughs> and did you notice when it all they were all being evacuated, he had the annual tucked yeah. under his yeah. 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 As they came in as well, they changed from their normal clothes yeah, into, into their Jane, Jane Austen, Austen party wear. I'm a seamstress. Oh, the seamstress was lovely. She couldn't say the word whore. And she like, I'm a seamstress. No, I'm, I'm not. I didn't mean to say seamstress. I'm a seamstress. Mm. <laughs> yes. so we sew on. Buttons. Buttons. <laughs> it's the way that the Asian lady clock immediately, immediately yeah. starts to clock what she is. Have you sewn on many buttons this evening? <laughs> Only a few. <laughs> but now again, this this was absolutely lovely, and yeah, the bit at the end, the fact that it was Crowley who admitted that you know, funnily enough, after several thousand years together, yeah, you really really like each other. Yeah, yeah. But that was that was a hell of a kiss. (laughs) Yeah, because the two girls come in and see Mr. Phil. You and your partner really should talk to each other straight away. (laughs) This is after Beelzebub and uh, Gabriel Gabriel have gone gone off. So given the prompt, I suppose. I loved the little baby angel who she she was a police officer. officer. Oh yeah, in totally white outfit, and she's so innocent, (laughs) enthusiastic. Yeah, she gets the she gets to run the shop. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why, apart from the fact they want to have the bookshop in the next season, why it needs to be somebody left at the bookshop. Not serving any function. Someone's got to dust. It's not serving. No, it's not serving any function. But it's important to Azrafel that the the bookshop Mm. because that was the whole point Mm. of the first season, rebelling. No more little bookshops. Yeah, Mm. so it's important to Azrafel. So they need him to leave it yeah and go and also she needs to reorganize because gabriel or jim (laughs) reorganized the books into alphabetical order based on the first word in the book (laughs) so now she's got to put it all back as it should have been presumably we won't have john ham in the next season no that's a shame because i loved him in this one he was so very good he goes off with I did like the fire extinguisher fight. Oh, that, yes. was, that was rather good. That was a lot of foam. What are you doing? Throwing books at them? Well, just the dictionary. <laughs> Don't throw yeah. that. The end bit, though, where you've got Crowley's driven off in a huff. Yeah. And Mr. Fell is going up in the lift up to, to heaven. heaven to take Because he's been given the top job. Well, not the, the top, top job, job, but... <laughs> and there's obviously something partway through that goes through his head because he starts to smile in that way that says, someone's up to something. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> i got to admit, 
I'm with Heather, and I didn't necessarily like the ending. I the, the cliffhanger. Oh. Why? Why do that? You know, yeah. the, the first one was a nice little self-contained story. Well, because the first why one was the book. Yeah, the first yeah. one was the book. Why couldn't I do a nice little self-contained story with this one? And I know, as I've said in the uh, addendums, that whatever happens, we're going to find out what's going. Yeah. yeah, it's the fact that this is Amazon. This is streaming. They can stop it like that yeah. and we can never find out did, did he novelize this did he novelize this series no, no this hasn't been novelized i hope he does yeah yeah maybe yeah. well I, i'm assuming it will be part of the second series or, or part of the third series, third series mm. novelization mm. because it's a continuation it's one whole yeah but yeah, yeah it, it was I don't, I don't want to say a bad taste but it was something that yeah, that doesn't seem right that didn't no, it, fit it, it was no for, worse for me than for me the, the ending of um strange new worlds it was just bloody annoying it was <laughs> it was it's different because strange new worlds is such a success i can foresee them going on with yeah. it i can't necessarily see them going on with amazon because we don't know how successful i think been. we will i think it's been very successful yeah, and that so. it will i don't think there's a doubt yeah the only problem is the obviously the strikes will delay yeah. It. yeah yeah the strikes did interfere with the publicity of this yeah but then it's been a big gap what was it two uh, years uh, 2019 was season one and then 2023. Yeah. So yeah. It's been quite a gap to him, yeah. anyway. Obviously. One thing we did notice in both this and Strange New Worlds in the credits is oh, um, yeah. you have lots of COVID staff. Right, yeah. In, yeah. in, in the credits. Yeah. Certainly it felt more studio-bound. Yeah, shorter. Mm-hmm. Obviously the entire street set was in the studio. Yeah, it's really well done. You mentioned the electric cars. Yeah, every car you see going behind is electric car. Oh, really? Every <laughs> single one, as far as I yeah. could tell. Even though they don't have green numbers, all of them. But I presume that's because it's in a studio and you don't want fumes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also, it, they're quieter too, so you yeah. won't interfere with the, the sound so much better. It's very obvious if they had that one set. Because that was really well done. Because I, when I first saw the bookshop, I found myself wondering where it was actually being yeah. filmed. Because it just looks so good, the street yeah. scene. And just one final thing I have to point out. We did get to see Sir Terry Pratchett's hat we in did. the bookshop. Yeah. How was it? Okay. Yeah. You got one of the shots as though he was looking at through Gabriel and you got the hat just in the corner there. I loved yeah. the bullet catching trick as well. <laughs> oh, oh yes. that was because nasty, nasty Rishir Smith yeah. put a miracle block. Yeah. With, with, with the bus. The yeah, old yeah. bus, the bus ticket. He's got like six left. <laughs> yeah, we had all the league gentlemen appear again, didn't but we? He, he yeah. was a bitter, twisted man. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because um, Pemberton was yeah. one of the Nazis. And Mark Gatiss. Gatiss and the other yeah. Nazi. Yeah. One of the yeah. Nazi yeah. stroke zombies. So that was turned so from good. the last season. Yeah. yeah. The poor guy, the old the old guy singing, and then gets his head eaten. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes a bit like chicken, really, doesn't it? And then he's singing so... the, the rude song. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's yeah. repeating on me. <laughs> It did feel like a smaller scale yes. in general. The production and the story. I don't know if the BBC are going to be getting this. I presume they are. I think they are. Is it a co-pro again? I think it was co-produced, yeah. Yeah. So I did wonder if they'd had less money because maybe it wasn't better. Anything else to say? It was good-ish. Inflatable Heather, apart from the ending. Did you enjoy it? I did really enjoy it. I still prefer season one, though. Yeah. It's a tighter story, isn't it? I am racking Mm. my brains, though. Mm. When Crowley goes up to heaven Mm -hmm. and he puts on the white suit Mm -hmm. and he gets the weird walk, he, he changed his persona slightly and he was doing an impersonation of an old black and white coming into colour actor. I can't remember who the hell it was for the life of me. Nope. I don't know. I agree with Jean actually because I I actually felt he 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 the way, who he was personated reminded me of somebody. I couldn't quite put my finger yeah. on it. Who it was. Well, Crowley when he's Crowley does have a very distinctive swagger. Yeah. As he mm, oh yeah. It yeah. w- it yeah. wasn't just the walk. There was something about the voice and and all mm. that kind of stuff. It okay. was it changed slightly yeah. while he was up in heaven, and yeah. and I really got the feeling he's based could, it on someone. And could, I, uh, yeah. Put my finger yeah. on who could it, it be was. David Niven. It might a well a matter of life yeah. and death. It might well be. It's of yeah. that yeah. era, most yeah. definitely. Jimmy Stewart. No, I was no. Just saying, okay. It was. An, <laughs> I, I'm just thinking of David Niven because a matter of life and death, yeah. which is yeah. a film that takes place it's on Earth heaven. and heaven, yeah. right. and it would fit in. But it yeah. was definitely something in the voice, and yeah. and it was a change from how he's playing it for the entire rest of the yeah. performance. Yeah. Right. We would like to know what you chaps thought of Good Omens Two. Write and tell us, because nobody else has. By a show at staggering stories <laughs> dot net. 
Excellent dotting again there. (laughs) Thank you very much. So we have no feedback. No, although we are recording a day early, so apologies to anybody that sent any in and didn't quite make it. But we'll bump it to next time. Mm -hmm. Crumbly's Corner! Hello, Crumbly here. Sorry I'm not at tonight's podcast, but I'm enjoying the sunny climbs of Hampshire at the moment. But I would like to give my penny's worth on what has been discussed here tonight. Now, Star Trek Strange New Worlds. This series has definitely hit the ground running, and I firmly believe that it can hold its head up high in the company of its stablemates like The Next Generation, DS9, Voyager and Picard. The last three episodes of Series 2 have been unique in various ways. Under the Cover of War deals with the subject of post-traumatic stress disorder, both Dr. Mbenga and Nurse Chapel served in the Klingon War, and to have a supposedly reformed Klingon uh, defector on board only makes things worse. Old wounds run deep, and this just reopens them for Dr. Mbenga as he suffers harrowing flashbacks. The final scenes pose the question of who reached for the gun first. The use of a malfunctioning biobed serves as a, a useful analogy for what Dr. Mbenga is going through, patching the wounds up until they reopen again. Now, what can be said about Subspace Rhapsody? All I can say is is this is what happens when Gene Roddenberry and Andrew Lloyd Webber get together and have a love child. It is most definitely emulating the Buffy episode once more with feeling. We also find out that Spock has a surprisingly tuneful voice. And what can I say about the uh, big song and dance finale at the end? Okay, Captain Pike was hamming his lines up, but given the circumstances, I I think he can be forgiven. The good thing is that at least William Shatner was not invited to appear in this episode. The cast and stage crew would have been stumbling around, clutching their hands to their ears at his dramatic reinterpretations. Now the final episode, Hegemony, is where the brown stuff definitely hits the uh, air circulating system big time. The Gorner back faster and nastier and more vicious than uh, the man lumbering around in a rubber suit as seen in the original series. There are echoes of Independence Day and the Alien franchise in this episode. Another highlight of this episode is the first appearance of a certain Caledonian-accented junior engineer, which will have fans of the original series punching the air with glee. All that remains to be done is to introduce a certain southern-accented doctor and xenobiologist, and the lineup will be complete. Now, on to Good Omens 2. The angel Aziraphale and the demon Crowley are up to their old shenanigans again. The Archangel Gabriel has turned up at uh, Aziraphale's bookshop, buck naked, and with no memory of who he is or where he comes from. Again, in this series, there are flashbacks to uh, earlier times in Crowley and Aziraphale's friendship, including a rare glimpse of Crowley when he was an angel presiding over the Big Bang. Even though the two uh, protagonists are diametrically opposed, they are more alike than they would like to admit. They both use the advantages of their own team to help themselves, as they both regard Earth as a cushy assignment. Aziraphale just wants wants his bookshop to drink tea and listen to her classical music, and Crowley just wants to be away from his boss, the surly and petulant Beelzebub. Besides, in this series, where else would you find someone masquerading as both an obstetrician and cobbler in ancient Galilee? No mention of the nice and accurate prophecies of Agnes Nutter in this series, but a pub in Scotland has too many copies of a Buddy Holly song playing on its jukebox. Could this possibly be predicting the apocalypse? There again, any song by the Beautiful South with their depressing, dark-as-dishwater lyrics would convey the same sense of doom and foreboding. Anyway, that's enough of my ramblings for this edition. I'll be back in the studio for the next day recording. So until then, this is me, Crumbly, saying, be seeing you. OK. I would say lead us out crumbly, but we've got no crumbly either. He's dead. He is lead dead. us out, Heather. Blow she up, doesn't Heather. know the words. <laughs> what words? All right, shall I deflate myself? <laughs> you sit there and deflate yourself. Right. Can I, can I, actually, I have an order. If anyone wants to um, get me any coffee, I'd really appreciate it. <laughs> By the time it here. gets oh, here, got, you'll got be gone home. <laughs> this is true. Or you'll be getting, you know, half a million coffees ordered. Stop deflating. You're not Heather. <laughs> And so that brings us to the end of another podcast. Yay! But 
fear not. Next time there'll be more of the same, more fun frivolity and jollity, more news and reviews, <laughs> more who old and new. So until that... Oh, for omens. Odd, omnipresent, octopus. Orange. Obstification. Oi. <laughs> comes... Ovulating. Oozing towards us. This is me, fake Keith, saying farewell. Goodbye. Au revoir. Adieu. Was that it? I appear to be singing. Oh, God. (laughs) You have been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast, series one, number 426, featuring Adam Purcell, fake Keith, Gene Riddler, inflatable Heather, and the real Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speakers and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers on site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this has been an El Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net. And just for the record. Thank you. (laughs) Times I've been tempted to call you up to my editing suite just to punch you. Editing suite, by the way, is her bedroom. bedroom. (laughs) Lying on the bed. Occasionally it is disconcerting when I walk past the door to go to the loo or something and I can hear Adam's voice coming out the bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) What the? (laughs) What are you doing there with that one? That's Jean's voice. Yeah, Yeah, indeed. What the hell's going on? (laughs) What you need, Adam, is probably some piece of music with a long introduction. Okay. Just a, a, a dramatic. Yeah, um, I can hear music and uh-huh. something show tuny and. Does anybody know any particular <laughs> track which would be good? I don't think. Actually, show-tunes. you know, at the beginning of Greece, the beginning of um, "Love Is a Never," it's an ever splendid thing. Yeah, that it rolls and rolls and okay. rolls. All right, I'll <laughs> yeah. try and find that. I have an addendum. Mm-hmm. Go on then. Fima Agiman. 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 Huh. Should we start that again? <laughs> yes. Which are we doing first? Good Omens or Star Trek? Star Trek. Okay. I'm going to sing. Sure. Going to... Cheek still hurts. Well, I should think so. We haven't got a doctor's segment, so maybe a bit from the quiz book. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Right. I because... don't like doing the quiz book because it embarrasses me because I get them all right. Okay. Right, because we haven't got... Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> have you finished talking? Sorry, no. Sorry. Right, because... We can talk some more if you no, like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. Sorry, Karen. No, not doing it. Sorry.